Hello, and welcome to another episode of our Four Generations of Friends podcast. We're so happy you joined us, and we hope you've been enjoying all the episodes so far. Just a reminder of who we are. I'm Farron, 35. I'm Kimmy, and I'm 44. I'm Susie. I'm 60-something. And I'm Jen, and I'm 50-something. Since we are uh, kicking off 2023, we just got through with a fun and sometimes stressful holiday season. We thought that we would talk about our holidays, our family traditions, and goals and things we have moving forward in 2023. So my husband and I started traditions with our family when the kids were born that were completely different than our prior families. As the kids have gotten older, we actually do things Oddly, we get up in the morning and we open our stockings that Santa has filled for us. And then we open a few presents. Then we stop and my husband makes waffles. Then we open some more presents. Then we watch Harry Potter movies (laughs) until it's time for us to actually now what we do is head to Florida for the rest of the day. And we leave on Christmas Day because the drive is so much shorter and there's literally no traffic on the road. So about three or four o'clock on Christmas day, we get in the car and drive south. Well, it's funny that you say that, Jen, because when I look back on it, I realize I've tried to make my family's Christmas as similar to what mine was like growing up as possible. It was always a, a very big deal. We made a huge event out of it. We were always at home. Both sets of grandparents lived nearby, so they would, after we got up and had our presents and our breakfast, then um, each set of grandparents would come over, and we had the thrill of showing them all the new things we got, and so I've tried to model my nuclear family's traditions after my family's traditions. For us, I came from a divorced family, so for as long as I can remember having Christmas we've always done at my mom's house and as I got older maybe like when I was about 12 13 I believe my dad actually started to come over and spend Christmas Eve there and wake up Christmas morning with us so that was always um, a fun thing Christmas Eve has always been our big kind of deal we do games and my mom cooks a ton of food and We do one present. The kids always did one present. And then, um, and then Christmas morning, you know, we do stockings and presents and Santa always leaves one present unwrapped. And so it's always an exciting time. And as an adult now, we still go to my mom's. And so my nephews are there and we still get to do all the fun things. Funny that you say Christmas Eve was such a, a, important part of your holiday because growing up we spent Christmas day at my mom's dad's house so we always my mom dad and my brothers and I celebrated Christmas Christmas Eve we opened all of our presents and then we would sleep in my room and watch movies and then Santa would leave a present under the tree for Christmas morning we'd grab that get dressed drive to my grandpa's house um so that actually now we do Christmas with my mom and my brothers on a completely different day that works for everybody. We do it with Chris's parents, the 23rd, going into the 24th because going to my grandpa's house was such a big deal on Christmas Day that when he passed away four years ago, I didn't want to be around here and be reminded of that. So I insist that Christelle and I always be somewhere warm and tropical, although it was pretty cold this year. (laughs) 
And so that's kind of our thing now, the three of us being gone and go, we go out to eat. I make reservations for lunch and for dinner and the three of us kind of watch movies and spend time together. So she opens her presents before we leave for our trip. So I guess growing up not actually doing things on Christmas Day translates into Stella gets Christmas when she gets Christmas. For our extended family purposes, we actually had a big Christmas Eve celebration. And I took over having that celebration at my house when we moved into the the house that we live in now. And it continued that way until COVID hit, which really kind of messed things up. But we always did a Christmas theme. So we would do various things with our extended family. So all the cousins and the aunts and the uncles and the grandparents and everyone came to our house and we would do things like one year we did um, Christmas by by country. So everyone had a country assigned to them and then they would bring food from that country that that country used to celebrate uh, the holiday. So interestingly enough, if you didn't know this, Japan gets uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken for their holiday. Oh, yeah. what they, they literally all <laughs> order Kentucky Fried Chicken. And it's really hard to get it there to be able to have it on the holiday. And we did things like uh, your favorite Marvel character. We actually did a uh, murder mystery one year where everyone came as dressed as different circus characters. And then we uh, actually, we on that day, we went to the uh, Walmart afterwards because it was really kind of funny and everybody was dressed up in weird costumes. But we always did some kind of theme. We played games and do that kind of thing. So that stopped during COVID. And this year we brought that back, although we did not do it on December 24th anymore because now the extended family has kids of their own. So we did it on another day, but it worked out just as well. Yeah, typically my cousin and my uncle, my mom's side of the family is extremely small. It's her, her brother, and her sister passed away the year before my grandpa. My uncle's never been married or had any kids, and my aunt had one. So we get together. I say extended family, but there's like eight of us. So it's not and, there, and there are about 30 of us. I think that one of the most important things to have a successful Christmas, though, is to be adaptable and allow for change. Because as, as families grow and and your situation changes, well, now my son, who lives in Colorado, he doesn't want to come back to Indiana for Christmas. He wants to meet us in Florida. Yeah, so that kind of leads us into, you know, the holidays are fun. We have so much fun together. And, you know, we love seeing our family. We love seeing our friends. But I will tell you that I I put a ton of pressure on myself and my husband this year said just fucking let it go (laughs) he's like you're make this you make this so much harder on yourself by wanting to make sure that everything's perfect well everything's not going to be perfect and I know it's not going to be perfect but I would like to at least have some semblance of order and so I, I know I do it to myself but it does make it very stressful we were both children of divorced parents so what would happen to us when we got up on Christmas morning is that we rushed through opening presents so that our other parent could pick us up and take us to their families or to their house and we never got to spend any time as a family. And so when our first child was born, we told our parents that, look, here's the deal. We'll do Christmas with you on whatever day you want to do it, but it's not going to be Christmas day. We are going to wake up with our children on Christmas day. And we are going to spend the entire day doing what we want to do and hanging out in our house and just relaxing and enjoying the day. Fortunately for us, our parents were very amenable to that. And it has worked out over the various years. We just schedule Christmas on a day that's not actually December 25th. For me and Chris, my husband and I have talked about this quite a bit this year, and we're changing things going forward. But a lot of times around Thanksgiving, especially, but even going into Christmas, it's stressful and it's not fun. So, you know, for us, one of the problems is my mom and my mother-in-law both have Thanksgiving at one o'clock on Thanksgiving Day. So we spend so much time trying to, you know, we spend the night with my mom Wednesday and then we eat at one o'clock and we try to stay long enough that we're with family, but leave early enough that we're not sliding Chris's parents. Then we spend the night at 
his parents so that they feel like we all got equal time. And um, so we decided this year, starting next year, we're putting our foot down and either one of them can change it or we're going every other year or hell, maybe we'll go somewhere tropical for Thanksgiving too. I think that when you get married for Brian and I, when we got married, Thanksgiving is the one time that I get to see all of my family. My grandma had 10 kids. So I have so many um, cousins and that, and that's the one time there'll be a hundred plus at our Thanksgiving. And I think that's, that was um, where you, we talked about compromise and doing that stuff is his family was always really close. So it was just natural for me to be like, let's go, let's go. But then I had to stop and think, you know, his family matters too. So we started alternating every other year for Thanksgiving and then Christmas was always done dad would have Christmas Eve day and then his mom would always do a different day for Christmas that worked for everybody's schedule and so we would do her Christmas his dad's Christmas Eve during the day and then we would drive to Illinois for my mom's Christmas Eve. Jen mentioned being adaptable and we have some pretty strong traditions that we do but in the last few years we've had to be less stringent about when we do them. Um, one of my daughters is married and um, her in-laws have a very big celebration on Christmas Eve and they live a couple hours from us. So this year, our Christmas Eve was the 27th and our Christmas day was the 28th. And we went to a movie on Christmas day and um, just treated it like any other day but we still did all our traditions. We just did them on different days. And that's taking a little getting used to, has taken a little getting used to, but I realize now it's no big deal at all, as long as we're able to get together and, and do what we like to do together. Yeah, and I think some of that is generational. I've already promised Stella, who's 13, that when her and her husband get married, we'll just do whatever holiday on whatever day works best for them they might have to work around me because I like to travel. So I don't really plan on being home a lot. Um, but my mom and my mother-in-law who are, my mom is 50 plus 16 or years or so. And my mother-in-law is not quite 80. And I think when they were growing up, you know, holidays were all about the matriarch of the family and the grandma cooked a whole meal and everybody was there and the family was gathered around. And as a 35 year old, I'm like, oh, if I'm hosting, I'm catering. I, I saw a meme that spoke perfectly to Thanksgiving. I cook my Thanksgiving meal the old fashioned way. I let my dad do it. <laughs> show up with a bottle of wine and relax and so I'm assuming one day that responsibility will fall on my shoulders and I'll probably take the family to Prime 47 or I will cater Bob Evans or something so I think that as times have changed traditions have changed mm -hmm. right the roles have changed yeah um, I wanted to comment on something that Jennifer said it the holidays are can be very stressful especially for the mom or the wife. But like Jennifer, I think a lot of the stress in my life in December is self-imposed. I want everything to be exactly like it's been the other years that we've done it. And frankly, 
nobody really cares about that except for me. I used to be really uh, anal about the whole Santa thing, and I would buy separate wrapping paper for the Santa gifts. And some night before Christmas, when we had a babysitter, I would give the babysitter um, gift tags and have her write all the gift tags so that it wouldn't be in my handwriting so it would look like santa and let's ha let's just chalk that up to another thing that probably nobody would have noticed had i not done <laughs> well let me tell you a fun story because before i was a terrible mother i was a really good mother so <laughs> i always had matching wrapping paper and bows and gift tags and santa used brown butcher black paper tied with red and white string and he would leave uh, snow footprints that were oh, yeah. baking soda and I would use my boot and I would put it down and sprinkle baking soda around it and I'd make it walk from the fireplace to Stella's presence and when we moved to our last house because we move a lot um, I couldn't find my boots we hadn't been in there for more than like three weeks so I just grabbed one of Chris's flip-flops and I made the um, five she was in kindergarten and she looked and said mom Santa was here and his feet got bigger. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, you know, Stella came to my house to help me wrap presents. And she actually said, do you know my mom doesn't even have any bows? And you have all these fancy ribbons and stuff. This is so much fun. That's so true, though. And, you when know, they're little, you just knock yourself out yeah. to do those things. Because they have such this appreciation for it. And even with my youngest nephew, I mean, we put carrots out for the reindeer and all Oh, you know, he had, um, we went down to the door and he, we looked out there and all the carrots were gone and there was just little pieces left and the, and he was so amazed and he ran upstairs and lo and behold, there were Santa's footprints going into the living room where the presents were. And then we had to go in the kitchen and look and see where there was a crack in my mom's kitchen wall and I said, Santa broke Mama's house. And he runs in there. So he goes in there and runs to my mom. And he's like, Mama, Santa broke your damn house. And he's just <laughs> So we had a very good time with him and opening presents. And um, so it is fun when they're little because. It is fun. But then it's also fun when they realize there's no Santa. Instead of putting out um, carrots and milk and cookies they put out red wine oh, yes. so earlier this year november i said stella what are we going to leave for santa this year and she said kombucha and i said oh and she said i'm just concerned with santa's gut health <laughs> so, oh my so she confesses in this uber on the way to the hotel that she doesn't believe in santa after i snuck her big santa gift into the suitcase with care to make sure it didn't get broken and i said oh how long have you not believed in santa and she goes Oh, a couple of years. Why do you think I said I was leaving Santa kombucha? <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Oh, that's Gary funny. will so, raise kids that are smarter than we are. <laughs> so Santa actually never wrapped any gifts at our house. We actually left them out for the kids the open. The Santa gifts. <laughs> um, one of my daughters who will remain nameless came in one evening for the holiday and the next day said, oh, do you have the tree up? And yes, we did. And it was in the room where we sat for an hour and a half and talked when she first got home. So <laughs> I want everything to look just right and be just right. And nobody else really cares about that.
I I think I'm completely opposite. I'm just like, if everybody is there together, nothing else really matters. If we didn't have anything else. If you didn't have your crab legs. If I didn't. Okay. The crab legs and the shrimp are kind of important, but, um, but you know, it's, if there's not anybody, you know, my mom um, had a knee injury and so she wasn't able to get out and get, you know, presents. And I'm like, it's not really about that. I mean, it's nice, but you know, when we're sitting here and we really think about it, it's about being together. And as long as our family is there, you know, and the crab legs and the shrimp, nothing else really matters. And we just sat and we watched movies and it was very nice. I may have gone brawless all weekend and no contacts. <laughs> and it was super cool because I just wanted to just chill out. And it was, and, you know, that's what it's about. And we had a huge Christmas celebration here on the 29th. And all the family was here. My uh, brother was here and my mom and dad and my grandpa, because they're all in Florida also. And, and Bob's mom was with us. And the whole day, I mean, it was a good day. We, we enjoyed it. We played games. We did stuff. But the next day, Bob and I and our kids and their significant others went out on the boat and went to the beach. And that was the best day of the vacation. I mean, or the best day of the holiday season, because I had all of my kids together in one place and could enjoy them without a bunch of other distractions. Absolutely. Although I do, I do love, I do love being with my family. I love my mom. I love my sister. And it was great to have them here. But having just my immediate family with me was great also. Yeah, I completely understand that just because. Last year, we all went together, but typically Chris, Stell, and I go wherever we're going, and then my mom and dad join later, and we love having them. They came. We got to Florida Christmas Eve. They came Monday, um, so what's two days later, and so, so nice for the three of us to just be together, but then it was great once my parents got there, too. I had everybody home and their plus ones, and that that's the best thing in the world, and it doesn't happen a lot, but when it does, it's great, and it was great. Can I just tell you, though, we had a little, um, what do we call it? Friendmas? Friendsmas. Friendsmas. <laughs> and over at Susie's house, and we had our significant others. Some of them were delayed. Some of them were, were sick. sick. <laughs> so, but, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect. All I know is that I got to hang out with three really great women in my life and Susie knocked it out of the park with dinner. I mean, I will never host a dinner party. Because... <laughs> I don't, I don't think anybody can host a dinner party because Susie just put us, would put us all to shame. Put oh, us all to God. shame. It was amazing. And then the desserts were phenomenal. I'm just never hosting. I mean, I'll host, but somebody else is going to have to cook because <laughs> it was phenomenal. We, we can all host and Susie can just bring the food to our house. <laughs> Deal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, speaking of expectations. Oh, right, <laughs> and there we go. I'll host, it's going to be catered. <laughs> speaking of expectations, another Christmas event that Farron and I were lucky enough to be involved in is Kimmy took her adult employees out for a Christmas party. For the first time in decades, I was able to say, sorry, I won't be home. I have my Christmas work party tonight. <laughs> and I was expecting that we were going to hang out at the pizza shop but instead, we went to this fabulous steakhouse, Prime 47. First, we went to a great distillery and had some fancy drinks. And then we went and had a marvelous dinner. And that really kicked it off for me. And it made me appreciate my new friends and my new job. And I just love having, you know, 
um, everybody here. I mean, I have um, amazing people that are working with me and I love that. So, so yeah, so we have family traditions uh-huh. and we have friend traditions. So we had friends miss and we had our company Christmas party. Uh-huh. I went to a friend's giving. So yeah, I think when people think holidays are traditions, a lot of times they only think about family, but you know, I always say your friends are the family you choose. So it's important that we celebrate those things together as well. Well, and New Year's Eve is one of those for us. Uh, we have friends that we've been friends with for, I don't know, 15 or 20 years. And we've always celebrated New Year's Eve with them. Well, strangely enough, this is kind of a funny story, but we actually made an offer on our house in Florida. Uh, the same weekend that they made an offer on a house in Florida. We didn't know they were making an offer. They didn't know we were making an offer. We didn't even know that we were each looking in the same area. And it came to find out that we both bought houses 20 minutes from each other. So now, even though I'm in Florida, we still celebrate our New Year's Eve with that couple that we've been celebrating it with for the last 15 or 20 years. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And, you know, for us, New Year's Eve is um, usually a pretty quiet thing. Um, Sometimes I go to, you know, a, a house that has... Um, a lot of people there. Um, we don't usually go out to any bars or anything like that, but, um, this year my nephews and my sister surprised us. And so I got to hang out with my nephews for new year's Eve and we did firework pop outs, those little poppers and banged pots and pans. And it was, you know, fun. And we got them little grape juice um, champagne bottle or whatever it was. And so they all got their own little toast and they really had a good time with that. So speaking of new year's Eve traditions, um, from the time Stella was, well, she was born in November. So she was about six weeks old on new year's Eve. My mom celebrated new year's with Stella. So Stella would spend the night with my parents and Chris and I would go do whatever alone. Um, and so, We started going to Florida, or we've done St. Thomas a few years ago, but we would still, Chris and I would go out, Stella would spend New Year's Eve with my parents as tradition, but the last two years, Stella has insisted on flying back and spending New Year's Eve with her friends, and I remember my mom saying, you know, I knew she was going to grow up, I knew this was going to happen, but gosh, I've spent 11 New Year's Eves with her and now she wants to be with her friends. But you know, it's funny because that's how our kids were. You know, they went through that where they were with us and they wanted to be with their friends. Now they want to be with us again. So when we were at our, this, our friend's house over the weekend, all the kids were there and they were playing games and playing in the pool and having a good time because now they want to be back with their parents. So it's just a big cycle that goes around. <laughs> yeah, it comes back around. Yeah. On the topic of New Year's, I know that resolutions are, you know, hit or miss. Some people do them. Some people don't. I typically uh, decide what my New Year's resolution is going to be about mid-October, and I start trying to implement it in November, but then I really hammer down January till about June, and then the wheels fall off. But I've got some resolutions this year. Uh, Some people call them goals. So maybe we talk about you know, now that it's 2023, what we're looking forward to in the future. Okay. Um, For me, resolutions. I'm not necessarily against them. Sometimes I set them. Sometimes I don't. Um, Goals, sometimes I set them. Uh, This, and then I've been seeing a lot of people saying, get a word. Uh, Okay, let's try a word this year. And so my word is simplify. And that's going to be what I'm going to strive for. And that is everything. House 
everything in my life just to make it simple as possible, um, clear out anything that I don't need and just see how we can do that. That'll take me a year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a lot of people say their resolution is they're going to read more. I'm thinking my resolution is should be that I'm going to read less and be more productive. Um, I do love to read. And um, I often find that a whole lot of time has gone by because I've been absorbed in a book. But in my advanced age, my memory's not what it used to be. So I really would like to start to do some journaling. Um, I feel like there are a lot of big things happening in my life and I want to remember the details. And so while I've never been a big resolution period, a big resolution (laughs) person, that's my resolution. Now I'm not saying that it's going to start before January 4th, but one of these days I'm going to start. So Chris and I usually wake up New Year's Day and we discuss our resolutions with each other um, so we can kind of hold each other accountable. Yeah, I like to make resolutions for my husband. So, Well, I made, <laughs> so <laughs> I am, I'm trying to drink less. So I'm, I'm incorporating a few more dry days into my week. And can I say that Farron's the only one that doesn't have a drink right now? Right now. Go Farron. Uh, I don't have a drink. Oh, I'm trying to pay off. A credit card I let get a little out of hand. Um, so I did sat, sit down and create a budget and I eliminated some unnecessary expenses. Um, I told my husband I'm having sex 150 days this year. So whether that's with him or somebody else is up to him. To <laughs> and he asked me yesterday if I could make a resolution to start cleaning my hair out of the shower, but it was already January 3rd. So I told him I was going to have to wait till next year. <laughs> That dang hair is something crazy. <laughs> I know. I have the same thing. Hair comes out and it gets down there and it'll stay there, but it doesn't pick it up either. And you know, like... Chris is a little, um, as crazy as I am about things being where they're supposed to, Chris is just Able. over the top. Yeah. So he cleans it out every day. So there's not a whole lot of motivation there. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, the solution to that is just to cut your hair. So it's only a couple inches long and then you don't even notice. And so I actually don't believe in New Year's resolutions just simply because if I want to get something done, I just make a point of doing it. Um, and at the first of the year, the first few months of the year are, you know, a nightmare in hell for me as an accountant. So I can't focus on anything for the first three months of the year other than getting my work done. So asking me to take on some task or goal that I have to maintain for that first three months of the year is not going to happen. So I tend to make goals towards the spring, summer-ish kind of time. Um, so I don't even have to think about it until then. Um, so we each have individual goals, you know, resolutions, some might call them. Um, but I think, you know, for us, the four of us, we have a lot of goals around this podcast. So 2023, I don't know that I'll call it a resolution because again, my resolutions usually fall off about June and we're we're hoping we could do this for a long, long time. So um, I set a weekly goal for us for the podcast, and I text it out right before I push it live. So we're tracking you know, our followers on Instagram and our followers on Facebook and our number of listens. And shout out to all of you who have listened, because we are up to 170 unique listeners. So that's been really cool to see. Um, but I think that's not a, not a resolution, but it's definitely a goal of ours to keep 
turning out good content and increasing our footprint and yes and I think there's going to be some fun things planned and so for our listeners that some new adventures that we have in store and I feel like we need to give a huge shout out to Farron because she's our editor and spends hours <laughs> and hours doing the editing. Taking on out all the bloopers. Yes. I am going to create a blooper reel at some point. <laughs> and I got to tell you though, I mean like as I want other people to get something out of this, I'm having the time of my life just getting to spend an hour a week just having fun with my friends and talking about whatever is you know on our minds at that time not that we don't do that anyways and really we should just record some of our conversations because they're insane but um but you know we're just fortunate to to have our friends together and be able to to you know talk and just have a good time together get people to actually listen to us (laughs) yes Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Four Generations of Friends podcast. We hope you're having as much fun listening as we are recording these. And we look forward to talking to you soon.